Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 72, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows, past and present. He is Jed Shepherd. And that guy's Rob Jelly, Jelly Man. Wibbly wobbly, wibbly wobbly, wibbly wobbly wobbly. He's a man, 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 man. Made of jelly. Man, 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 made of jelly. Man, 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 made of jelly. He's not a man, he's a boy. Yeah. How are you, That's really good. And this is a quite uh, on a serious note there. Yeah, it took a little twist at the end, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I did not expect that. Didn't, didn't expect that. It was like a, oh, curveball. Yeah. The Which way is... that every good pilot should be exactly. in television times. Is, uh, you know, you want to be able to sort of watch it, think, I'm enjoying this, I'm in it, I'm, I even start to get it. But yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't see that coming. I did not. And um, <laughs> do you know what? We haven't seen each other for... A couple of weeks now. At least a couple of weeks, yeah. maybe even three weeks. Even though you guys wouldn't have noticed because we we did the episodes slightly in yeah. advance, yeah. knowing that we'd be busy over this period. Well, why have we been busy, Jed Shepard? That's filled the void in um, for Ooh. those who haven't missed us, but we yeah. have missed each other. So, number of reasons. Of course, you, yeah. most importantly, have been filming yeah. your latest film, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but not just, uh, you haven't just written it, you've directed it as well. Written so, and directed. Just tell us about, <laughs> what, how was it? So, basically, there was a casting. It was about hundred casting crew, Blimey. and I had to like look after them um, in the best way possible while almost blagging like the fact I'm directing this. Because <laughs> usually, as you guys may know, seen the other short story and the death and all those, um, I always write it and then Rob directs it, or me and Rob write it together. As in Rob, Rob Savage, Savage. not me. Yeah. Um, and then Rob directs. I couldn't it. direct traffic, <laughs> just so we know. And uh, but Rob's off doing uh, Sky One shows and Netflix things and all fancy stuff. So I'm like, fancy bands. I'll try my. I'll try. This is like a real, like a personal story. So I thought, okay, I'll I'll, I'll direct this one. And uh, did you just, think that early doors? Did you know that in your head, early doors, that you wanted to direct it? Kind of, yeah. Like, if Rob was around, would you have asked Rob to do it? I, I briefly half mentioned to him, like, oh, I've got this idea, and then, then I just kind of change the subject, just so I can say I offered it to him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, it, it makes sense it was me, because it's almost like the story of me and my sister. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, as you guys know, on an early episode, we had Emma Webb on, who plays my sister, um, essentially, in this film. And uh, the guy who's playing me is the kid who's now 16 years old. So I guess he's young man. an adult. Yeah. Young man. Um, he was the young man in A Monster Calls, a Liam Neeson film, where yeah. Liam Neeson was a massive based tree on the thing. Yeah, yeah, based on the book. Um, and Jesus, they were so good. And yeah. like they had to do so much because there's martial arts in it. There's dancing. Uh, yeah, fight scenes. There's dancing and singing. <laughs> I, we, I had to go into the studio with them and how we had to sing. And uh, Lewis isn't a singer, but he's really up for it. So I was like, mate, you'll be fine. You'll he be gave fine. it a go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so then then we're on set and there's a million people around like just doing things, what? flashing lights. You've obviously and... been on set before. Was it as yeah. exciting as you thought it'd be, given that you were yeah. responsible for you know, directing it? Well, basically, the buck stops with me. So if it, if it would turn out crap, then it's not... It, I would get 100% of the blame, basically. Yeah, but sometimes, did you enjoy being on set knowing full well that you can't just sort of be there and watching it happen? You're having to actually get involved in... I in yeah, I enjoyed it. 
Um, but also there's a lot of nerves as well because because this is a new thing for me. Um, and obviously if you get it wrong and like because I've had like success with everything else I've ever done. Yeah. It's like, oh, is this going to be the thing that's going to trip me up? You know, in the back of your yeah, mind, yeah, yeah, all yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. is this the thing that's going to stop the brilliant run? Like loads of festivals, loads of awards. Is this going to be the one? But um, luckily, it, like just watching, just seeing the raw footage, it's bloody lovely. Um, and it just turned out exactly how I want it. So that's all you can ask for. Yeah. But you no, it's great. For. Just um, had some great cast. There's Victoria Yates, who's in Call the Mid- Midwife and uh, Fantastic Beasts movie. Um, she plays a character on it um, and she's absolutely brilliant. And there's this really good actress who won ABC's uh, Actress of the Year Award last year, like Upcoming Actress of the Year Award. Her name's Gemma Moore. She plays a couple of roles in it. Um, she's amazing. Uh, and then there's some uh, some familiar faces from Dawn of the Deaf in it too. Nice. So, um, yeah. And it's all about cinema and the love of cinema and um, quite magical. Okay, so the, I guess the real question is, now, now we know that you've made it, you've, yep. or you've shot it at least, and mm-hmm. it's now into production, post-production. Yeah. When are we likely to get to see it? Um, I think I, I will... do say, by the way, I do say we, because I haven't seen it, and I'm not <laughs> no. going to see it probably any sooner than you will. <laughs> well, I think I'll do a cast and crew screening uh, before Christmas. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. And then I th- reckon the first time anyone gets it properly is in like film festivals, March onwards. Right, nice. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I mean, obviously the aim is to make it into a feature film. Um, but yeah, but even even after just doing that, there's already there's already offers for me like doing other stuff like directing which is all of a sudden it's like wow okay like like big things and i'm like wow okay this is easy <laughs> like, <laughs> like they don't even know if i'm good yet um but yeah that's so cool. that's cool that is exciting that is very very yeah, cool right. to do something that you've especially it's personal on, on many levels number you've written it yeah. you've written it about yourself to an extent in a yeah, way you know yeah. you will have a cinema mm-hmm. um and you directed it. Yeah. There's a lot riding on it personally. Yeah. And there's and, lots of cool people. And therefore well. you take a lot of pride in it as well. So yeah. I, I'm excited to see it. Um, oh, it's going to be so good. In the turn of the new year. That's awesome. But, you know, you think, you think, you know, like Jed doing this and, you know, doing a bit of work here and there between that, doing the podcast. You think that's, he's got to be surely doing nothing else. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Turns out he's having a rebrand of one of his other podcasts and he's been speaking to some pretty big names as well for that. Yeah. In the, in the last week, I uh, spoke to five actors from the new Twin Peaks series five not just one yeah five five um, and if you are a fan he of he blew me out we had a date last week <laughs> and he blew me out and I went you better be a good reason he went I'm interviewing five of the Twin Peaks cast like, oh, exactly yeah, alright I'll let you have it five of them um, and yeah it's all part of the, kind of the rebrand for what to watch on Netflix it's going to be called Jed Talks from now on a spin on TED I Talks I love obviously. it yeah so, because it's like Jed Talks to this person Jed talks to this person so um, I like it and the logo is obviously the Ted Talks logo um, when I grow up I want to be just like you with the writing ideas <laughs> yeah it's good um, and then the other thing I've been doing I went on a for the another podcast I produced called Monkey Tennis went on a, a mini UK tour to Bristol oh yeah that happened as well yeah. didn't it so it was a live show. It was a live show in Bristol, live show in Manchester, and then a live show at the podcast festival in London. Uh, yeah, it's all really good. Stephen Mangan was a special guest uh, on the London show, and because uh, he was in, he plays uh, Dan. 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 Yeah, he, Dan. Pl- he plays Dan. Dan. But he was really cool. He was very very cool. Um, yeah, and it was just it was just a real good good time. Yeah. Bit of a whirlwind weekend. Like, yeah. What, a week? Yeah, it was like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, basically. That's that's all it was at the mini tour. Um, but yeah, 
So now, now I'm back in the real world almost. Sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> Chilling just, out with your Freddos. Yeah. <laughs> I've had two Freddos. It's back in wheels. Back on down the go. To, the, to the depths of this podcast yeah. he comes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, this, but to me, this is like relaxing. This is... This is like comfort. Downtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's actually, that's a fair point in fairness because people use television as a bit of downtime. Yeah, They yeah, switch yeah. off from reality. Mm-hmm. They break from work, stress of life, blah, blah, blah. So you can pick and choose anything you like. And in fairness, we've watched all sorts from Japanese anime to kids' cartoons to documentaries yeah. to uh, mockumentaries, mm-hmm. comedy, drama, period drama, action thriller, sci-fi. We've, we've watched it's so many different things. Yeah. And we've got two... I think quite weird shows this week. We have, but they're, they're bit... what have you been doing? Oh, me, I was dressed as a tulip. Okay. So um, um, we don't need any more about just that. Leave okay, that there. Just leave yeah, yeah. And if you want to find out why and uh, what that actually looked like, uh, tweet <laughs> me at the Jellyman and I shall send you a photo. Is it on Twitter? Yeah. I'll put it on Twitter. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, mean I, I want to see you as a, you as a tulip. I want to see you All as right, a tulip. Quickly. Let's have a In look. my imagination, I can just... Imagine it now. Right. I'm imagining your whole body's the stalk and then just your face is the actual tulip. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I, can, I can see why you put those green leaves over your um, your junk. <laughs> what are you doing there? What do we want to do in there? I'm dressed what, as a, why I'm, are you dressed as a tulip? Just long story short, um, one of the girls I work with or worked with has now uh, left. She's gone travelling around the world. Okay, um, and so for a leaving do, we went out on a pub crawl. Yeah, so I went out in public dressed as that. But w- why? Um, because we were all dressed as countries from around the world, and you, were, you and I were... picked at random. So we all put a country in the hat. Yeah. And then you pick one out. So once everyone, put, once everyone agreed up, we're coming out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put a country in the hat, and then you take one out at random, and you have to dress to represent the country. And you are... A tulip. Ho- Holland. Correct. Okay. People could have gone a, a whole different way. Now you understand why I dressed as a tulip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Given yeah. my profession and my career choice, I have to be particularly careful of <laughs> yeah. these things. And uh, also explaining the leaves. Yeah. Um, I'll put that Twitter, uh, that picture on Twitter for you. Yes. If you've desperate... Once you've seen it, though, you cannot unsee it. I'm oh, warning you now. I'm going to gouge my eyes out, I think, at some point. You can't unsee that. <laughs> yeah, no. You can't unsee it. Look, look, if I zoom in right on that bit there. Oh, Jesus, no. Yeah, you did zoom in as well. Uh, no one needs to see that. Nobody needs to see that. Right, okay, let's okay. Move, on. move away from... <laughs> well, it's good because the, the show that we're doing first is something I want to poke right into my eye right now. Um, <laughs> um, should we talk about Smooth. it? Smooth. Yeah. Your show first, mate. Which so the, one? So the first show that we're going to be talking about on this episode of the pilot is Sharp Objects. So, uh, this show uh, stars Amy Adams as Camille Preka. Is it Preka or Preka? I think, I think it's Preka. Preka. Um, and it, it kind of, like, in, in the pilot, we always want to have a character that we can get on board with straight away. Yeah. I found it quite hard to get on board with her. With her. She isn't, there was nothing, she, she didn't give a lot away uh, at the start. Uh, we know she's a little bit of an enigma. She is. Um, and if we go sh- straight into the uh, theme song, the theme song is kind of like slow and kind of um, stringy. Well, look, it's quite c- generic. Yeah, it is. And do you know what? Can I just pick up on this? Because yeah. you can hear it playing in the background at the moment. So mm-hmm. for me, because it opens in credits, title sequence, yep. the opening sort of sequence is the titles. I was immediately transported back to a time 
like because of the music yeah. and because of the visuals, the sort of way that the, the the sort of effect on the visuals made it feel very oldy worldy, vintage. Yeah, very nineteen twenties, very nineteen thirties esque okay. sort of era. So I'm like, okay, it's a period drama. Yeah, it's not. That well, confused yeah. me no end. I mean, the first thing you get is this like really sort of old gramophone style music. Yeah, you see and the sort farmland of yeah, and farmland, stuff. very sort of well, like oldie worldie, like a yeah. hundred years ago. And I'm thinking, all right, fine, well, it's because it's really... setting me in a certain mindset. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like bounced into the nineties, and I'm like, what the? Yeah, well, I mean, we we know in hindsight now that um, that the credits is essentially her journey from Saint Louis back to her small town which she grew up in yeah. and that's her on the journey you see a map of a map moving I just don't understand the music passing. choice yeah it's kind of boring isn't it, <coughs> it... slow paced but I feel like the, the 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 tempo of the music completely reflects the pacing of the rest of the episode yeah um, Never a true word spoken, <laughs> I say that much. So yeah, so this is uh, essentially about um, Amy Adams. And like Amy Adams is legit one of my favourite actresses out there. Yep. She just, uh, in Arrival, I think to me that's her, that's peak Amy Adams where she is just so engaging. Um, here you can tell she's troubled straight away. We find out she's had issues with um, drinking. Um, and it's almost like a bit of a cliche to have your main character like... Ha- having trouble a flaw yeah there always has to be some kind of flaw but it's it's a, it's a really upfront flaw yeah like with a lot of other characters lead characters we've watched in all the previous 140 odd shows we've watched yeah they might have a flaw but yeah. you don't necessarily get it i want to say not, i don't want to say shoved in your face but it's pretty yeah. pretty like it's laid out clear and you know yeah. clear as day she has a drink problem she does, and she... And I don't know if we're supposed to feel something for her, either disapproval mm-hmm. or even a little bit sorry. I think it's like, so we, we know straight away, this this woman has demons. She's, there's things yeah. in her past she'd rather forget. She's drinking to forget. Um, and, and and weirdly, there's like, um, to bring this background to me for a second, um, there's a, like a TV show that me and Rob Savage have, have been pitching around town for the last like six months or so. Um, with a similar main character. And I watched this and was like, oh, okay. So we need to change what we've done now because what it's the same sort is of... similar. Like, okay. But I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's but nothing But it's a vice, isn't it? It's, it's a vice of life, you know, and some mm-hmm. people use drink to forget the yeah. past, um, forget the present. Uh, yeah. Not worry about things, and it's it's a very Rob. Is everything all right at home? Mate? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, okay, yeah, good, it's good, fine. good. Okay, <laughs> just um, what's no, in this it's, lilt? <laughs> it's not lilt. Um, it's, uh, sorry, that was good. Sorry, it's not lilt. It's not lilt. Um, it's but it's a relatable vice. I, I understand. I mean that that that's a you know a very true. It's they a could very, have made it heroin, and then we wouldn't have liked her. But they made it drink. It's, yeah, it's more... like like thinking of the world of like Atlanta when we looked at Atlanta. Yeah. Um, unless you've got any connection whatsoever with drug life mm-hmm. and kind of gang life, I've you know that could be quite difficult to access mm-hmm. as a as a viewer. Whereas at least with drink, and that's going to sound wrong, but drink is drink problems are actually a little bit more closer to home, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We all and, know someone who's a, maybe drinks a bit too much. Yeah, exactly. Even if yeah. even if it's not that they're alcoholic or anything, like, but everyone knows someone who likes a glass yeah. of an evening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's so it becomes a relatable flaw, which yeah. I guess means it works. Exactly. You can at least feel something for her, even if it's a bit of anger, because yeah. it might spark personal uh-huh. conflict within you. But she's. We find out 
through various different images and that she self-harms well or in the past she has, has self-harmed yeah. so she's a broken person and uh she it's a but sen- she seems to be getting on with it in the same well, sense yeah because she's a she's like a she's like a journalist. journalist um and she has this relationship with her with her um editor who is his name is something frank curry that's it mm. and frank curry tells her to go back to to the town where she grew up um, wind gap yeah so and and i don't know it's a very serious tv show but then i was just like no they put this joke they put a specific joke in there for, just for me to laugh <laughs> so frank curry curry yeah wind the town's called wind gap yeah and it, I, I would, it, from there on, you, I was just like, gone. wind gap. That's funny. That just sounds like farting. <laughs> like, <laughs> farting from curry. Mind um, the wind gap. <laughs> um, yeah, so she goes back to, to her hometown, and there's a girl, a, th- a 13-year-old girl, that was uh, murdered there, like, the previous yeah, so year. Yeah, so the previous year there was a murder, and now mm-hmm. they've got a missing girl yeah. of about the same sort of age, exactly. which is why she's sort of been sent to find out if there's anything to this, if there's a... Yeah. Serial killer, so on and so forth. Because like it's a it's a bit too she has a link to that town, obviously. Yeah. And um but you, you can kind of already the the clues are there to to, to what potentially will, will will go on further. Because she obviously troubled right now. Yeah. And you just think, did something happen to you when you were that age in that town? Is this something well, that's been going on for longer? Yeah, I mean And that's one of the things that kept me, even though this is very slow pace, I would say, it did keep me interested in what was going on, even though it was a little bit of a slug at times. Well, that, yeah, I mean, it took a while. Um, I'll come on to the the, the detective. Um, detective Willis. Yes, Richard Willis, yeah, played by Chris Messina. Um, I'll just come back to him in a second, because one of the things I wrote down about it was that, because when she goes back to Wind Gap, she sort of um, just, just turns up, turns yeah. up in a banged-up car, um, in a sort of scruffy state, and starts just kind of like, she goes to the uh, chief of police. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, I've come to find out what's going on. Yeah. Like, I'm quite happy to write whatever you tell me, but give me something so that I don't just go asking the locals who will spin it up into whatever they think and feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she sort of does the half-decent thing in going to the authorities first, but she's also clearly a savvy enough journalist to know that she can play that card of, like, look, give me something yeah. or I'll just make it up yeah, yeah, type yeah. thing. Almost a bit of blackmail in a way, but... She, she she does that, but everything about the town and the people is really drab and undramatic. There is nothing exceptional or special about this town or any mm-hmm. of the people in it. She, Which I think is on purpose, because... Yeah, and it makes you feel like something is going... Something very dramatic yeah. is going to happen to turn the world upside down. But well, I well, just get the suspicion that they all know something's not yeah. right, and they're just all pretend... Well, I mentioned before we quickly... I mentioned I watched Hot Fuzz the other day. Yeah. You know the way in Hot Fuzz they all mm-hmm. like it's the perfect town. Sanford is like the perfect village. Yeah. But actually everybody is in on it that they're just like killing off all the bad like the yobbos yeah, yeah, and, the, yeah, yeah. and the you know anyone that just doesn't sit right they just kill off and stick in the church cellar. You yeah. know, it almost feels a little bit like in a more serious sense like the town's in on it. Yeah, and that's like a real classic, which is a bit spooky horror film. I can see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and I always compare every time I see it in 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 TV show or film, I see like a small town where the locals are being a little bit like 
they know you can tell they know something. I compare it with Twin Peaks, where you just yeah. literally cannot trust anybody. People, everyone has a suspicious look about them, yeah. or, or something not quite right. And these small towns, like everyone has, story, everyone knows everything about everyone, but also everyone has their own personal secrets locked away. They're yeah. real dark secrets. Um, and this town felt like okay, there are a lot of people here who she's speaking to. There's, There's a lot, lot of skeletons. More. There's yeah. a lot of skeletons in the closets here. <coughs> um, but yeah, you, you're right. There is a suggestion that something had happened to Camille when she was a kid. There's a few moments of flashbacks, I think. Yeah. Some little brief sort of moments of her daydreaming, perhaps, maybe sort of remembering. Because she, she bumps into people she knew as a kid yep. before she moved away to. Did she go to Chicago? Uh, St. Louis. St. Louis, Louis, sorry. Yep. Um, uh, she goes, yeah, she goes off there to obviously be a journalist for for the paper. Um, but when she returns, a lot of the like her parents, friends, friends of like her friends, like parents and things yeah. like that, going, oh, yeah, hey Camille, and they could see you and again. Has has the work going? Blah blah blah. And obviously they sort of go, well, hang on a minute, you've come back and there's this thing going on and you're a journalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should be cagey about it or maybe I should just sort of feed you something, you know. Yeah, well, I feel like she's using the fact that she's a local girl as well to her advantage. She's using every skill Well, yeah, and and, and to an extent, as a journalist, that's kind of like... well, it's just the number one weapon in your arsenal, isn't it? Yeah. If you know somewhere, you know the area, mm-hmm. you can relate to the, the people when you, when you yeah. talk to them. You say, look, I, I grew up here. I, I actually have a vested interest in a personal sense, yep. not just for the work purposes. Yeah, exactly. Um, the detective, I, then. What about him? I can't work out if he's brilliant or useless. Well, I always think in these situations, uh, I, I don't trust, the in these type of shows... Because he's external, he comes in. Yeah, but I, I still... Why did he come in? Why him? Well, because he's clearly a specialist in sort of maybe connected murders, like serial killers, serial kidnapping, something like that. That's the, that's the impression I got, and it's okay. the impression I got because I think less the fact that the show was feeding me that line, mm-hmm. but more the fact that other shows in the past have fed me the line that yeah. when something, when a pattern starts to appear or what seems to be a pattern starts to appear in these small villages and small towns in the outskirts of America, yep, yep. which is pretty much always where it happens. Yep, yep, yep. The, the local guard can't, can't get to the bottom of it. Yep. They're too, either too close or they're just not good enough. And so they hire in the experts, you know, which the, is the storyline of Twin Peaks. The first episode of Twin Peaks. Yeah, and I mean, um, true detective wasn't quite like that, was it? But he wasn't exactly a, yeah. he wasn't exactly a local, mm-hmm. And they combine the two of them together, and between them, yeah, 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 they they sort of go about trying to solve it. I I felt straight away uh, potentially he was someone of interest, a person <clears throat> of interest in this story. I what the detective straight yeah. away, really? Yeah, just because I was thinking, okay, who who have I, have we seen? Because how this is how this is made. I would assume in the first episode they will want to give you clues. So, like when you watch the end, you're like, "Oh, of course it was that person. Of course yeah, that was that person." Yeah. So, I feel like in this first episode we've probably already seen the killer, and then you just have to do like as a process of deduction. How much screen time has each person got? What do, what do people know? And then you got to think, why are they there? And why? And so him being there, he's exter- apparently ex- external. Um, yeah, I just—I mean, I haven't seen the next episode or how it ends, but I wouldn't be surprised if he knows more than, than he's, he's letting, letting on. on in the first yeah. episode. Like, why is he? Why is it yeah. him doing this case? Yeah, it's. Um, 
But you... See, I, I, I think he's the curveball. Mm-hmm. I think he's the curveball in this, and he's either going to end up... I, I, he will be the one that finds out. Finds out what? Or gets, or gets found out, right? Yeah. As, as you put it. He, it will be a pivotal moment later in the series. There's, they generally are. Like they, they're either the ones that discover it and then end up being dead, mm-hmm. or they get busted for being the one that does it, as you say. So it's hard to tell at this point, I think, which way he may go. My other theory was Amy Adams is to blame. You cannot. She's like an unreliable narrator. You cannot trust her brain. She's having flashbacks. Yeah. And actually, every time, every time she has a daydream moment, I yeah. notice. I don't know if you did. Led Zeppelin's playing. Almost Stary every time t- she has a little. Every time she's having a little moment to herself and thinking, mm-hmm. she puts Led Zeppelin on. Interesting. And it's just a really. Maybe that's a clue. Uh, well, maybe it's a clue. Maybe it's just a sort of indication of this the chaos in her head. Yeah. Because whilst Led Zeppelin wrote some. Incredible songs. They were a lot of them were quite trippy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're not in a, mm. a sober state, which she very rarely is, because we've already established she's a drunk. Yeah. I'm Blackouts. Just, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm just thinking, like, she, is she just on a massive trip the whole time? This is the thing. Like, just talking about it now, it's made me think. Okay, now I need to definitely watch on because there's something here, and I do reckon all of in this type of show, all the clues will be given to us in 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 the first episode. I think and everything will come together. Yeah, slowly but surely. Yeah. I emphasise the slowly bit. <laughs> yeah. Because it was a real slow episode. It was slow whilst, as hell. Whilst actually, yeah, like you say, the more you talk about it, the more you start to see a little bit more detail yeah. and such about it, sort of thinking it out loud. It was like a novel, basically, reading a novel where <sighs> yeah, there's... they just breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs, yeah. and eventually you get the whole life at the end, I see. Did you get anything in this episode then that made you go, well, the, the mic drop. We talk about the, the Ten Commandments we look for in the, in the episodes. The, the <sighs> mic drop moment, was there one for you? No, not really. Nothing that came out of the blue. Not really. How about how about you? Well, the, it wasn't really a full mic drop moment, but it was certainly a. Uh, it was certainly a moment where I potentially thought the mic might have been dropped. It was like the hold of the microphone in the air. The was when I think. Bit. Well, no, that she had a sister. Yeah. Which I didn't see coming. Right, right, right. And then there's the. I think there's a suggestion at some point that murders have been going on here a lot longer and a lot more frequently than we're being led to believe. We're, th- we're being told one last year, <laughs> missing girl this year. Yeah, because the, but yeah. actually, there's a whole lot more going on here. Because her sister went missing as well, what, right? Yeah. So whilst the whole place feels a bit not right, mm-hmm. people and place. You're not really led to believe anything particular until nearer the end when you get a sort of suggestion of, this isn't the first time this has happened. And I'm not talking like the first time since last year. This is like a regular thing now. But did he see what was was carved into her arm? No. I didn't notice. Gone. Yeah, this was like, I think she was in the bath or something. And then you see a... Because obviously she self-harms, but there's a word carved into her arm and it's vanish. Oh, I didn't know it's that. Yeah, and... uh, I was like, okay, what does that mean? That she's vanished before? Or that's to remind her that someone's vanished. That's to remind her of a sister or something. Yeah. Um, or was that a password or a clue or yeah. something? Yeah, it, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, I, there's nothing wrong with having a show that feeds you lots of seeds uh, with no payoff in the, in the in the opening episode. It has It's worked in the past. We've, we've watched episodes like <laughs> that previously. Yeah. I just don't know how much this gave me that I care enough to watch on. Because mm. I feel like if I watched another episode yeah. and it was just more seeds 
I'd just be like, I'll just get on with it. I mean, I can't be arsed anymore. I'm just going to turn this off. I've, I've, I'd I've need, heard I would, such good I would, things about this. I would need something in episode two. Yeah. Big. Right. A, a, a proper show, to, you know, a proper twist for me to even think about going on beyond to. I'm only 50% okay. convinced to go on. Um, I think that even talking about it out loud has made me want to watch episode two at the very least. Again, if that doesn't if that doesn't pick up the pace a little bit, then then I might not watch on. But I've heard such good things, and there's and there's people talk about awards. I just, Femi Adams. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't feel tension. I didn't feel excited. I didn't feel like I was made to think that hard. Yeah, there wasn't. And actually, a... I'm only thinking about it now because I'm talking to you about it. But in the moment, I wasn't. I was watching it going. Well, come on, then hurry up, do something. Like, someone mm. do or say something that makes me go, ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I didn't have an ooh moment, which I guess is almost the mic drop, I guess. <laughs> Just I mean, the mic drop sounds better. <coughs> the only moment was, yeah, finding out this, that she's had a sister that went missing. Yeah. And then the vanish in the arm. Um, there were, there were, yeah, there were a lot of little breadcrumbs here. All right, let me throw the other commandments at you. Okay. Quick, quick fire. Yep, yep, yep. Um, memorable theme tune? No, I would not, say no. No. Does no. I mean it does a does a job in setting the pace, but that's about yeah, it. That's down to nine. Um, does it introduce you to a new character? Yeah. New journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah she's does. going home. It's the return home, I guess. Um would you pause for a pee? I wouldn't. <sighs> Probably not. No, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't down do to eight. Um emotionally connected with one of the more of the characters? Yeah, I would say not at the start, because I was just like, right, okay. I'm not feeling I'm not I'm not really empathising with her, but then as the as it goes along and I learn a little bit more about her, yeah, she's been through something traumatic, and I would say yeah, okay, a soft yeah, a soft yeah. <coughs> uh, would you recommend it? I think I would have to watch based with a, on with the a caveat. I think with a caveat based on the first episode, it would be with a caveat. Like it's yeah. slow. Is there a mic drop? No, no. Um, does it defy expectations? Because you say like it's got awards, nominations for things. I don't think it defies. defies no, so it doesn't live up to the expectations. No. Does it? it doesn't live up to the hype. Yep, doesn't live up to the hype. Um, and has it aged well? Um, I think it's confusing as to what age it is. Yeah, I nineteen twenties music, nineteen nineties setting. I, I just, I'm, I'm, a, not I'm quite sh- confused by this show. I'm not yeah. I, I, well, I think it. It is very, very hyped, and a lot of people talk about it, and people talk about awards for, for Amy Adams and the writing, etc. So, no, it does get better. So maybe it's one of those things where you have to just kind of press on, and then it'll, it'll reward you. It first aired on the 8th of July this year, yeah. and it's eight episodes now along, mm-hmm. which means it's just about finished. Yes, yeah, finished. I think the, the last episode if was you've been a couple watching of it, If ago. you've watched the whole thing through, mm-hmm. honestly, if you listen to the podcast and you've, and you've watched the whole series of Sharp Objects, um, season of Sharp Objects. Sorry, Paul. Um, then in It's American. Season. Season, yeah. Sorry, you're right. It's season. I'll sort him out, Paul. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> then let us know. Uh, tweet us and say to us, yeah, stick with it. It, you, it needs three or four episodes, but the, the ending is immense. Like, yeah. t- let us know. We'll give you our Twitters if you haven't got them. I'd be keen um, to see if end. people thought this, this pilot episode, this first episode, was good or yeah. if you think it was average but the rest is good struggling with this well, let's do some scores at the end yeah. um, and move on to my show this week yeah. similar sort of thing a kind of drama-ish kind of thing yeah. with some I think it's a similar intro yeah, as well it's, it's got a weird one um, let's play it now it's my show this week and it's Big Little Lies <laughs> Thank you. 
similar opening. Now I sit and compare them with you. Yeah. Quite a journey. Yeah. Through picturesque scenery, green fields. Quite a slow, methodical soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just said that it's Michael Kiwanuka. Yeah, this is a great song which as well. Half a point yeah. on the straight away because I love great it. Voice, Michael Kiwanuka. Beautiful. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's a fact to whack on the old list. Um, but slightly odd as well in the title sequence is, and for those who don't do what Jed does and that skip them all the time. I often skip skip them. I mean, skip intro button on Netflix is Jed's favourite button yeah. in the 21st century. I usually first heard, hear the theme song here, like when I'm talking <laughs> to you. I was like, oh yeah, I should have really listened to the theme song. The odd bit of the title sequence was there's a moment where they're shooting it in the sort of uh, school corridor, school corridor yeah. and the children are sort of walking up to camera and doing a little thing, you know, yeah. like a little catwalk style kind of like look to the camera and it's a bit it doesn't weird suit the, the rest wrong, of the show yeah, yeah weird is the wrong word because it's not it's not weird it's just different mm-hmm. and completely i've never seen that before it's weird because they're where, breaking where the fourth wall yeah yeah it's breaking the fourth wall but only with some of the cast mm-hmm. where this in fairness this show let's be honest with you if if you have if you heard about it it was because of the names nicole kidman and uh, reese witherspoon I mean, Shanine Woodley. Yeah, Shanine Woodley. Um, Kravitz as well, which I think is Lenny's sister. Uh, daughter, no. Is it daughter? Yeah. Is it Zoe Kravitz, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Daughter. Is it, is it, oh, okay, I didn't know yeah. that. Um, How old do you think Lenny Kravitz is? He's like. He's fit, never aged. He's still 27. Yeah, yeah. He's sorry. still 27, mate. Yeah. He's like never ages. <laughs> um, so it's got some massive names in it. And then to choose not to put them in the opening title sequence and have the children I would put them way up front I, well, exactly. I would just be like Nicole Kidman's in this everybody yeah. it's the Nicole Kidman show don't like Nicole Kidman that's alright we've got Reese Witherspoon as well yeah another and, Reese and by the way if you don't like Reese Witherspoon if you're a little bit younger in age yeah. here's Shelley Woodley from all your big like teen movies precisely my point like yeah. not using them is a very interesting yeah. idea maybe it was in their contract there was like We'll, we'll do the show, but we will not be in the yeah, credits. Yeah, but they were in all the posters, all the billboard posters they when were. this went it's up. It's just their faces, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I, I, it, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. I, well, I uh, guess they don't need to use their faces because... No, they've got the names on the board. So yeah. let's be honest, that's, that's done the job already. You're already watching the title sequence. Yeah. You're already investing your time in it. Um, but but did, did you, like, going into this, well, this is my thoughts... How have they got all of these people to be in a TV show? Well, How did they get Nicole Kidman to be in a TV exactly, show? To be honest, that's exactly the same thought I had when I heard about uh, True Detective, which I mentioned earlier, yeah. with uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Um, oh, brain. It is Woody Harrelson. Yeah, it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, sorry, it is Woody Harrelson. Um, how? How did they convince them to do some more screen stuff when these guys and girls can pick any any projects they like at this point? They're, yeah. they're on a level now where... They can pick and choose. Yeah, I mean, so so this must have been, you know, immediately you're as a as a, a previewer, yeah, right. Before you've even sat and watched an episode, you're thinking, well, if they've convinced these, you know, people to be in this, this must be good. They wouldn't put their name to just anything. So already your expectations are risen. And as we say, you know, does it defy expectations? I've got high expectations already. We watched True Detective. Yeah, we we both said it was great that they. The way they cast the two of them together, yeah. the way they bounced off each other, where they work, the relationship. Well, so suddenly I'm thinking, right, you've got a bar here that's well, been set, yeah. and you're clearly willing to try and reach it, if not 
you know, go above it. Yeah. Impress me. Well, I always think the way you get these big people involved in small screen projects, this small screen is, we're in a golden age of TV. Everyone says golden age of TV. TV's better than films at the moment. And in most cases, Game of Thrones, event television. So you, you are getting stars like Colin, Far- Colin Farrell and Matthew McConaughey being in these event TV things, these limited... Yeah. Well, they, well, they're told it's just six episodes, just eight episodes. Yep. Just, just do this for a little while. Um, and you'll get a lot of attention. You might win some Emmys out of it. And I think if you've got, like, the director of this, David E. Kelly, his pedigree is almost second to none. He is the guy that created Chicago Hope, Ali McBeal, Boston Legal... Um, and a bunch of other like big famous TV shows. He's also married to Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, and that always helps. Uh, I can't think of any situation where being married to Nicole um, Michelle Pfeiffer is a bad thing. It's just like like you go walk into your kitchen. There's Catwoman. Hey, hey, Catwoman. Um, mental. Yeah. Anyway, so because he's involved with it as well, he created it. He has a he has a much easier time of drawing in these big stars because he's just like, do you want to be in my show? True. Everything I've done before has been mega successful. Um, so yeah, that that's how. So the the, cr- the crux of this show is, um, and the title of the the first episode, pilot episode, is called "Somebody's Dead," uh-huh. uh, which you don't, which in fairness you don't get as a title. It doesn't appear on screen. I just found this on IMDb yeah, after yeah, yeah. after the fact, um, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing they didn't give you the title of the episode because then you kind of already got this preconception that someone is going to die or is discovered yeah. dead. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a death at a fundraising event. Now, immediate reaction, immediate impression of the whole thing is that this is a collection of well-to-do do-gooders who are all trying to outdo each other. And I'm yeah. going to overuse the word do at this point, so apologies. All trying to do something bigger and better than the other people are doing. Do. Um, do-do. Yeah, then they're all in do-do because now they've been at a fundraising event where someone has been done. Yeah. Or dead. Died. Killed. Um, you know? Uh, so there is immediately a point of reference. Like, okay, here's this scene. We've we've bumped into this black tie event where everyone's showing off with the mm-hmm. cash and, you know, oh, yeah, I'll pay £10,000 for that. That's no it problem. Made me, it made me... Do, like, I hate the, these type of shows where it's just rich people yeah. having fun. Immedi- and, but but immediately... Like, Going to the commandments straight away. Yeah. Do you feel something emotional for one of the characters? Or mo- yeah, I bloody hate them all. That's true. Rich. Yeah, that's true. It's like, where's the bleeping machine? Have you got that ready? Yeah. Okay, <coughs> rich bastards. Yeah, but it's not even that. It's just annoying, pr- like privileged, um, just self-important. Yeah, just. But immediately, I've got an emotional investment, and not, I hate everyone. Yeah, I'm... I hate every single one of them, and now. I'm deliberately trying to find the one I like. I've always liked things. I mean, it's it's not the the actresses; it's the the, the people they're portraying. I like Nicole Kidman in general. I like Reese Witherspoon in general. I like Shailene Woodley in general. Um, but these characters, I I can't empathise with these characters. I would kick them all off a cliff. Yeah, exactly. But that's the point, and I think that goes to show the pedigree in which we're dealing with here. They, mm-hmm. Immediately, the three of them set the tone that you don't like any one of them. Yeah. Or you at least don't trust any one of them. Yeah. I think that's probably a good way of putting it. There's quite a lot of backstabbing going on in this show. But like every good pilot episode, you are introduced to a brand new character, um, Jane. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Just brilliant. Jane Chapman. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it's it's Madeline McKenzie, Celeste Wright, you know, and Shailene's Jane, and then Jane Chapman. And apologies if your name's Jane or Chapman, um, but it's it's in the, within this world it's been perfectly written to be like here are these privileged people yeah. with the perfect lifestyles and fake smiles, and then this you know kind of seemingly normal down to earth plain lady has come in single yeah, yeah, mum yeah. mm-hmm. um, with her child has just do it, moved to the area. Boy's going to start the school as well. Yeah. Um, and like all prim and proper, you know, grown-ups who think themselves better than everyone else, they will all try to befriend the new person to make out and then get their get their opinion across as soon as possible. So yeah, like, so, oh, yeah, we're, it's a lovely bunch. You won't, you know, everyone's really friendly here. So yeah. I'm going to watch out Except for that one because she's a... Mum, yeah. She's a... Yeah. You know what I mean? She's a whack job. Um mm-hmm. And again, just it continues to be, you get this impression that you just want to hate these people, yeah. and immediately you're like, Jane, step away. Just <laughs> get, and, and immediately you get the well, I don't know. For me, it was at least I'm thinking, Jane, don't trust any of them. Oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Probably not consciously, but subconsciously, my brain was going, Jane, don't trust any single one of them. Guard up. I mean, the fact there's a murder. Um, exactly. Yeah, but also did it, the interesting about the murders. Obviously, you don't know who the killer is, nope. but then you don't know who the victim is as well. No, and I was just like, what? "Like, I don't know what stakes we're playing with here. Who's dead? Who? Like, what's going on?" Yeah, and they're, they're, so I guess you're wondering the whole time: is the person that's died important yeah. to the whole story? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you're so now you're waiting, and you don't find out in, at all in the first episode yeah, who yeah, it is. Exactly. So you have to watch the second episode to find Clever. out. First things first: who died. Which is weird because every TV show, every crime met- TV show you've seen in the first episode, it establishes right. You either find out who the killer is, and it's about the journey to find that person, yep. or it's this is the victim. Yeah. For instance, in Twin Peaks, is Laura Palmer, and then you f- try and find the killer. But in this, you're just like, who's dead? Who killed her? And you don't know anyone yet either. Yeah. Like you, exactly. you, this is very early on in the episode. Um, I think I don't know if you if you'd met Jane at this point. I can't remember if this is before Jane actually arrives at. What, the, the town. murder? Yeah. No, I think she's in town. Um, so I think she may have just arrived, she's maybe done the first day, and then there's this big fundraising event um, later that evening or something. It's quite a, quite a tight turnaround in time scale. But yeah, I think they, they kind of like start you've, it you've and very, then it goes back a little yeah, bit. You've yeah, you've not met many of the characters in depth, at least, at this mm-hmm. point. So it could be anyone. It could. I mean, you, you've, you've been given very little to work with. I, I've and got my ideas. And also, I don't know if it's that important. Maybe not. Like, I don't know if it's that important that you that someone has died. Like It's probably mm. the first time I've seen a show where we've, we've sat down and talked about where I'm not sure I really care. Like, yeah. I don't care who died. Like I'm actually more intrigued to see how the relationship's going to uh, sort of evolve here between... All the little kind of like... Madeline, like between Celeste, between... And, yeah. Yeah. And, and also the couples, between the couples. Like, you know, you've got um, all the husbands in this as well who... You know, oh, I mean, great Pe- cast as Perry, well. Like... Perry Wright, by the way, uh, who is uh, Celeste's. So Nicole Kidman plays Celeste. Yeah. Her husband Perry in the show is played by Alexander Skarsgård, yeah. who is in Fortitude, by the way, oh, which is, is on the list. I love Skarsgårds. Yeah. Um, Got to be on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's finishing soon as well. Okay. That's supposed to be a final season coming towards the end of eighteen. So yeah. we'll uh, try and watch that before Christmas. You've got Adam Scott, who's Madeline's husband. Yeah. Uh, so Reese with a spoon plays Madeline. Yeah. Her husband Ed in the show is played by Adam Scott, and he's from Parks and Rec. 
mm-hmm. um, from that show. Um, there's also, um, just back onto the women, Laura Dern is in this. Laura Dern, who we last saw in the new series of Twin Peaks. She plays Renata Klein. And as soon as I saw that Laura Dern's in this, I'm like, she did it. Laura Dern did it. Really? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, she, in, in recent years, she has started playing characters that are a little bit off-kilter, a little bit on the edge of sanity. And I saw, as soon as I saw her name, I was like... She did it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be Laura Dern. It's got to be Laura Dern, yeah. Um, oh, so we'll see. We'll see if, if, I, if I, I need to watch the whole thing, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, the other interesting, but just briefly on casting, the other interesting thing is so obviously this has been a massive, massive hit, like beyond yeah. massive hit. Well, it's back in 2019. Yeah. Did you see who they've added to the cast? No. Have a guess. Who who, who can they add to on this that cast? On scale, yeah. well, it's got to be someone like in the likes of like Halle Berry or think bigger. <laughs> bigger than Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's the biggest person you could think that could be in this to match Nicole Kidman, to match Reese Witherspoon? Catherine Zeta Jones. Bigger. Bigger. Yeah, I'm tr- my brain is going dead. I cannot think of a single female actress at this point. Hang on, I'm just trying to rack my brain. Yeah. I'll, I'll give up. Um, come on, Jelly. But um, Angelina Jolie. Bigger. Get, shut up. Get bigger. It's bigger. Katie Holmes. Bigger. Oh, t- yeah, she's quite short. Um, <laughs> go on. Meryl Streep. Meryl Shut the front door. I can't remember Meryl Streep ever being in a TV show. And now Meryl Streep's in season two of uh, Big Little Lies. Mental. They've just got the ultimate dream cast of like of people in this in this. So and just knowing that she's in series two means I need to watch all of series one till the end because I I need to be there when Meryl Streep's in a TV show. Just absolutely kicking ass. That is clout, isn't yeah. it? That is some serious clout. Um so We've got a murder. We don't know who's been murdered. Well, sorry, we've got a death. Yeah. Because it's actually not even been opened up into murder yet. We, it's, it's been, it's, it was so quick. It was so yeah. sort of like, oh, someone's dead. Fair enough. Um, and then move <laughs> away. And then the next, so the next thing you really get, the main, in my opinion, the main tense, tension moment in this that certainly splits the group is the, uh, is the school bit. The end of day one, possibly, first mm-hmm. grade yeah. um, incident, which leads to the whole class being sort of gathered around after after school uh, with the parents. And um, essentially what happens, one of, the, one of the little girls has been picked on. I mean, yeah. she's possibly been strangled by, by someone else in the class. And, you know, yeah. I'm not going to try and defend or get into any sort of discussion at this point about, you know, abuse and such like that. But children mess around a lot and some get carried away, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's how I think it's kind of portrayed as a kind of like, someone's got a bit carried away and hurt one of the girls, right? Yeah. The girl is the daughter of, um, and I've gone dead now, which one was it? Um, was it Nicole's daughter? It was one of them, because I know it was Shailene Woodley's son that is accused. Yeah, so Jane Chapman is the yeah. new girl, and her son is the new new kid to school. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. the one that's accused of harming um, the daughter of... Annabella. That's it, it's Annabella, that's yeah. it. Um, is it Laura Dern? No, it's not Laura, Laura Dern's character, is it? No, no, no. I can't remember who it Man, is. Man, why did I not write this down? Idiot. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So... The the new character, this is the important part, the new character, Jane Chapman, her son, Ziggy, named after... Oh, it was Laura Dern, Laura Dern's kids. Yeah, yes, Laura sorry. Dern's kid so is the one La- who gets strangled. So Laura Dern, yeah, so Laura Dern's daughter, Annabella, yeah. is the one that's sort of strangled or at least left with a bruise yeah. on her neck. Uh, and she accuses Ziggy, which mm-hmm. is the new boy in town, Jane Chapman's um, son. Yeah. 
Now, I think we're led to believe, at least, that Ziggy is not your ordinary kid. Yeah. He's potentially got um, some sort of learning difficulty or he's at least registered on a spectrum of like ADHD, Asperger's, something like that. You're certainly given that impression. Yeah. Now, it could be me barking up a completely wrong tree. No, I saw that as well. But there's, there's certainly alluded to that she, he's not brilliantly socially acceptable. Or accepted, sorry. Yeah, he, he, he has trouble in social situations. He... <clears throat> and maybe... Shailene Woodley is makes is trying her best with her, yeah, with him. Um, yeah, so being when, a single mom and that yeah. she struggles and to maybe necessarily address it, but she treats him, you know, like any normal kid. Um, she asks him, she's like, you know, you can tell me, it doesn't matter. I'll whatever you tell me, I will believe. Mm-hmm. You just got to tell me the truth. And he says, oh, I didn't do it. So she goes, I believe you. It's fine. You didn't do it. And anyway, there's so there's this immediately like there's obviously a situation. The teacher's trying to address it, but these are the these are the you know I think higher than myself parents, mm-hmm. and thus uh, Laura Dern's character Renata she just goes nuts. You know, of course, you got to make your boy apologise. Blah blah blah. Shatner should No, punch Laura Dern in the face. Um, Is that enough for Laura Dern to go mental and kill someone? Well. Exactly, Boom. exactly my point, right? But here was we that go. A red so, herring? so precisely, a you, you just you just don't know which way this is going to go. Um, but interestingly, Madeline, played by Reese Witherspoon, she sticks up for Jane and for Ziggy and says, "Hey, hey, hey, hey come on!" He said he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he has no reason to lie. He's been asked, and you know, we can't just go accusing people, especially not the new boy in school. So instantly there's a, hang on a minute, is there an issue between Renata and Madeline here? Like, has there been something going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, they, on the surface, they get on because they have to. But actually, they, they hate each other. There's also other relationships which are free, you know, sort of becoming quite uh, known about because... Quite a question for you. One yeah. of them's now seeing someone else and they've split up and they've got sort of joint custody of the children. And yeah, So yeah, there's yeah. lots of dynamics going on on many different levels and through different couples and different groups. Mm-hmm. So if if your kid was a kid... If you had a kid... Yep. And he or she was accused of strangling someone in school. Yep. You asked your kid, did you do it? And they were like, nope. Who, who, whose side would you take? You've got to take your child's side, haven't you? The thing is, I think as, as well, and, I, and I'm not a parent, so anyone listening to this who's a parent um, may feel differently. But I think instinctively you ask me right now, no idea what you're going to ask me there. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd like to think that you know your child well enough to know whether or not they're going to lie to you. Kids are rubbish at lying. Mm-hmm. They're, they're terrible. They, yeah. they, uh, they don't have the skills to lie. Most grown-ups don't either. Um, but the point is, like, you, you'd know when your child is telling you a lie. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a decent enough relationship with your children, there's probably no reason for them to lie to you. So, like, I Besides think even, the fact they I think might even, think they're going to get in trouble. Well, yeah, of course, of course. But even in that moment, it seems like the, the relationship that Jane has with Ziggy is that Ziggy trusts her because he, he, she's all he's got. Like, mm. He's... Yeah, she's all he's got. So she says to him, look, if, if you did it, you did it. It doesn't matter. Just tell me the truth. Whatever it is, is, and we'll, we'll deal with it. It's not a problem. And he goes, no, I didn't do it. And I suppose, and I guess that the, the also the other thing is when they, they're sort of giving you this, this line that Ziggy is maybe not quite as socially aware as others. Yeah. He might not even have the ability to lie. Because a lot of a lot of um, people who suffer from things like Asperger's and autism, they don't have a filter of like being sensitive. Like when there's certain, you know, if someone's like upset, you know, 
and you can detect that in someone's mood. You can, mm. if you know someone well enough, you might be able to detect that they're not they're not doing themselves today. You think, you're all right, and they go, yeah, not really. Yeah, I'm okay. You kind of, as as a sort of person who can detect that, you kind of go, all right, well, look, if you need a chat, you know where I am, yeah. As a, and then you leave it alone because you think so. Well, then, but whereas an autistic person or someone like that or someone with Asperger's might just go, what's the matter with you? And you know, and I've I've met many children who've have, have had it, and they, and they don't have the filter to sort of just go, mm. tell me what's the matter, why are you crying, and they just keep on because they yeah, don't yeah, yeah. they don't have that social. Um, it's not a skill. It's just, it's just the social awareness to kind of go, okay, they're not okay. I've asked them. They've decided not to tell me on this occasion, so I'll leave it. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. So I think Ziggy would tell the truth. I I would say I would I would ask if I had a kid. I would ask them, did you do it? Knowing full well that if it's my kid, probably they did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I know what I was like. So I'd be like, okay, let's keep this between me and you. Um, but like, I'm going to go into that meeting with 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 his head teacher and be like. Give me proof that he did it. Show me the proof. Show me the cameras. Because oh. if, if not, then we, you need to apologise to my kid. Yeah. That's what I would be like. Yeah, but you can't, I mean, just chatting and accusing another child is is, yeah. is only going to stir up tensions between parents, isn't it? Of course yeah, it isn't. Yeah, yeah. And let's be honest, this is probably not something that's new or has never happened before. It's probably happened yeah. regularly. Strangles. Outside, very specific, Outside of a school gate where parents have taken a disliking to each other because of one child doing something to the other one, mm. or calling the other one names or something like that. This is this is a tale as old as time, but in this group, in this circle of people, yeah, it's even more volatile, mm. and that makes it a very interesting situation to to go. And then you add on the fact that someone's died at a fundraiser, <laughs> which nobody seemed to be bothered about at all. <laughs> like there's barely anything. But the the other the only last thing I will mention on this is the the cutaways. Yeah, yeah. To the interviews. Now, clearly, I'm making a joke about this person dying not being a big thing, but it is because the police are investigating and they're interviewing each individual person from the party and asking them what they think about this person. What's their relationship with so-and-so like? Do these people get on? Mm -hmm. You know, how long have they lived here? Is it, what's their child like? Which is a good narrative device, which they use in like true detective and 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 things like that. And it's just flicked in there amongst all the other scenes (laughs) and and you're constantly going... I don't know who to trust. I'm not trusting any single person well, on this show. Well, the show called Big Little Lies, so you know not everyone's telling the truth. No, nobody's telling the truth yeah. in my book. No mm-hmm. one. I trust Ziggy and Ziggy only. Yeah, yeah. Little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did it. You think he did it? Yeah, he um, did. Um, th- this is... This was so much more than I expected it to be. I didn't think I was going mm. to enjoy it as much. Um, and... Now you've planted the seed of Meryl Streep in, in season two. That is yeah. nuts. And I think I will probably watch on. I, I mean, I can, I I can see why else. people I can see why people like it. I can see why this is getting so much attention. Yeah. If it wasn't for this cast, would you be interested? If it, if it was no. like three unknowns? No, I'll, I won't lie exactly. to you. I don't think I would have done. Yeah, this would just be any normal show. Nothing, nothing unique. But this is where one of the commandments comes in and it's the hype. Yeah. If you've got a show, even if you've got no names in it, mm-hmm. if you hype a show enough and get enough people talking about it mm-hmm. and get enough attention for it, people will, will watch. I think people and are I blind think, to the fact that this is a very yeah. pedestrian storyline. Very. We've seen that a million times. It's just yeah, the fact have. that these yeah. superstars in it that makes you think, oh, wow, I can't believe Shane Woodley's doing this. I can't believe Reese Witherspoon's mm. doing this. Nicole Kidman's in this. Blinking hell. 
Meryl Streep's in this. This is, must be the best show of all time. But I think if you look at the actual storyline, it's very normal. It, it's like it is just like an episode of a standard procedural place. But doesn't thing. it just go to show how easy it is to turn something that's been done before into something almost fresh? Yeah, I mean, again, I think there's a problem with pacing a little bit. Again, just like Sharp Objects, the it didn't grab me, it, and I wanted it to because I was like, I, I love all the people involved with it. it just didn't grab me as much as I thought it would. But I will watch on. That's the thing. I will watch on. Yeah. All right. We'll quickly run down the commandments and then we'll score okay. both the shows. So watching on, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. watching on eventually. It just does it have a memorable theme tune? Not memorable, but I it's liked a it a little one. bit more. I don't remember anything about it besides it being like interesting. Yeah, it's at the mood. Yep. So it's at least half a mark. Uh, does it introduce you to a new character? Yeah. Yep. Jane Chapman. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you pause for a pee? No, I wouldn't, honestly. I think I would. Yeah, okay. I think I would, yeah. Uh, do you feel emotionally connected? Yeah, I hate everyone. Um, hate the lot of them. Punch Goldface in the face. <laughs> Get Goldface involved in this. <laughs> um, so mm. what, if you want to wonder what Goldface is all about, you have to listen to our episode about Krypton. Krypton. Bloody, oh, I need to watch on, see what happens to Goldface. Yeah, again, I've got so many other things I'm watching right now, <laughs> seriously. Um, I'm not sure I was emotionally invested in any of those characters. All right. Would you recommend it? To some. To some people. Yeah. With a caveat again. Is there a mic drop? No. I don't think there is. No, not, I can't think no. of one. Does it defy expectations? Did for me. I, I, was, I didn't yeah. think I was going to enjoy it, and I did more so than I imagined. I didn't think I'd like something like this, and I, I will watch on. So Has it aged well? See, it's harder to, to, yeah, to it's go a new by show. because it's new. Um, and for that, we, just, we, we can't hold it against it because it's too new. But No, okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, and it's hype real. I think it is. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see these these actors just interact with just each other. Just because they're it's big worth... names doesn't mean to say it's going to work. Yeah, and it, it does. It does. And work. it does work. Yeah, it does work. So I think that's an important thing to realise yeah. is that whilst you can throw all the money and names at something in the world, if it's not good, it's not good. Mm-hmm. And if they don't nail it, they don't nail it. All right, let's do some scores. Okay, uh, your show first. So objects. sharp objects. What are you scoring, it, mate? <sighs> I'm giving it a six point five. I think it has potential to be absolutely bloody brilliant. I just think the first episode was strangely paced, depressing, and not in an exciting, good way. Where yep. um, I hear, I love Amy Adams. I, I want to see her in more things. It's just uh, wasn't really feeling it. Fair six point five. Six point five. I give it six. Okay. Um, it, it, it was just way too slow for me. Yeah. I now talking about it. I can see definitely all the positives for it. Yeah. Um, it's I'll definitely la- it's lacking quite a bit. Yeah, which I think we'll find out in the next couple of episodes if it's worth it. But yeah, I, I can see where it could potentially go. But I see what it's for me. It's only got one more episode in it, and it's got to do something good in episode <laughs> yeah. two. Um, so yeah, for a six for me. So twelve point five. I'll pop that in the league table shortly. No, it's not too. Uh, bad. But very quickly then, big little lies. Um, hmm. Oh, also by the one on the uh, quick front of uh, sharp objects, it was called vanish. Which is interesting because I didn't notice the t- the scratching in the eye. Ah, That's what the episode was called. Okay. Um, somebody's dead. First episode of Big Little Lies. Um, I wrote eight down, but I'm I'm going to knock it down half a mark. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I agree with you. It's a seven point five for me. I'm going to give it a it's seven. It's good, but it could be better. Definitely. And I think it it rides it rests quite a lot on the cast. 
I would, if it wasn't for that cast, uh, to me, it would have got a but five. But they do the job. Yeah, it would have got a five if it wasn't for them. Okay. But because of them, two extra seven. marks. Because there's so many good people. Yeah, seven. 14.5. I will slide that into the league table yeah. now then. Um, but can we uh, can I just throw something straight on the list for next week? Okay. Uh, everybody has been talking about it for mm-hmm. the past six weeks. I know what this is. And the finale was on Sunday, just gone before yeah. we were recording this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I... Gave it a go last night, as a matter of fact. My other half and I were looking for something to watch, and we said, ah, let's give it a go. We'll just watch the first Is episode. Is this Sex and the City? Finally. Finally, we are getting around to not doing Sex and <sighs> the City again. Uh, no, Bodyguard, the yes. BBC One drama. Everyone is banging on I about mean, this. I never usually jump on a bandwagon, yeah. but I thought I'd give it a spin last night. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really, really good. Who, who plays the Kevin Costner part? It's, it's, not, it's not that kind of... It's not that one. It's not. No, it's not a TV. No. You've misinterpreted. I actually think they made a, a Bodyguard TV Did show really? as well. I think so. Okay. We should Bodyguard versus the Bodyguard. But anyway, no, we'll, we'll um, not do that. No, this is Bodyguard, the BBC One drama, which has just come to a conclusion. Uh, don't worry, we will not spoil anything on the podcast next week about it. Uh, okay. We're only going to talk about, of course, the pilot. That's what this podcast is okay. all about. I'm looking so, forward to watch that so I can keep up to date with, what, with Twitter. I can go on Twitter again. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, then the, the very, very obvious one is to go with the other one who uh, that's created by Jed Mercurio, another Jed. Um, great name. Yeah, great name. Um, he he did another show just before this that was very, very popular as well called Line of Duty, which is the yep. police club. And I remember watching the pilot episode of that and being bloody blown away. Um, so, And that was a couple of years back now. So let's see if it's aged um, Want to watch it again? Nice. Bodyguard against Line of Duty next week then for take 73. Ooh, yeah. Um, like we said before in the, throughout the episode, if you want to get in touch with me on Twitter, uh, you're very welcome to do so. It was uh, always good to hear from your suggestions on shows to watch um, and also anything you thought of that we you just shout at the podcast going, you bloody idiots. Yeah, I can't what believe are you talking you about? That, yeah. At Jed Shepherd, I believe. Yeah, and that's right. And it's J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. And I am at the Jellyman. That's T H E Jellyman. Yeah. Uh, so tweet us uh, your suggestions for shows to watch, and we'll uh, we'll do those. Add them to the list. Um, and yeah, your thoughts on what we've spoken about this episode as well. Very welcome. Sharp objects and build big little lies. Next week though, Bodyguard and Line Ooh. of Duty. Yep. Excellent. And uh, like reptilians say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know why I did it like that this time. (laughs) It's been a long week.